Hey, this is Chris Rosales from Punchline, and you're listening to the Iron Sea Rocks podcast. Yeah. about your band Punchline? Uh, we are a rock band and we've been a band for about 12 years now and um, we've released seven albums in that time and toured pretty extensively and we are actually on a tour right now absolutepunk.net next favorite band tour which sounds like a very cocky name for a tour but we didn't name it and uh, we're out with this band called Between the Trees from Florida very good band, uh, piano-driven band, and a band called Farewell 
from North Carolina and a band called Action Item from New Jersey. And we're about a week and a half into this tour. And it's gone really well so far. And today is our first day off of the tour. And we're actually spending it in lovely Toledo, Ohio. Oh and, uh, um, you're from the Pittsburgh area, the whole band from the Pittsburgh area? Yep. Um, three of us are from a town called Bell Vernon, Pennsylvania, which is about half an hour south of Pittsburgh. And our drummer is from Swickley. I'm very familiar with Silver, and I live in Periopolis, so we're about 10 Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, we're just right down 51. You're right by the flea market. Exactly. That's the only notable thing in Periopolis. Um, I, love the fl- I love the flea market, though. Yeah, it's an addiction. Um, yeah. How would you classify, for those of uh, us um, maybe not as familiar with Punchline, the sound of the band, would you, would you say it's mainstream punk, pop punk, old school punk? I mean, I would say that we... I would feel that we'd fall into the um, more poppy of the punk side. Um, we have, you know, we have some music uh, that's more aggressive, and then we have things, you know, we kind of we kind of write what we write. I think our band started as kind of like a power pop, pop punk kind of band, but um, I think that we've kind of become a band that the songs we write or the you know however they, they come out is is what they are. We're not trying to you know, sound any certain way. We've just, we've kind of over the years just become kind of a rock band and we like it that way because we're all fans of all kind of different kind of music and um, we're not trying to stick to one thing exactly. We kind of just write what we write. You're not trying to be the next Green Day or Blink-182. You're just trying to be the Not at all. At that, those are, those are, like two bands that, you know, when we were started out, they're, they're great bands to learn how to play your music too to learn how to play as a band um but i don't think that that's like where our you know what we like and what we write really lies in that realm anymore been doing this 12 years now with punchline that's right and it was this first band for most of you guys this was yeah this was the band i learned how to play music in so the thing that you know <laughs> that's kind of funny about our band is that um, we never even changed our name. We were just we just stuck with this since the beginning. So it's kind of like on the internet, people could you know people are listening to us for the first time. We've you know progressed as a band so much over the years. And and but if you searched Punchline, you might come across like some real bad song from like 1998 or something like that. And we want to be like uh, you know that's because we learned how to play in this band and we've been we've been in the same band ever since. And I think it's it's cool. It's pretty cool that, you know, we've stuck together for this long and never even changed our name or anything like that. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of proud. I'm kind of proud of that, even though, you know, there's some bad songs floating around out there that people might get the wrong impression if they accidentally download or something like that. But uh, but in general, I think it's pretty cool that we've we've done that. I was never a big fan when you see the, the name of Band XYZ and it'll say formally PDQ. You know, that I never... Yeah, that you know, like changing your name is going to change the entire image or you know the body yeah. of work. Um, we, we've really we've stuck it out with the, with the name, and uh, I th- I couldn't imagine having to change our name after all this time. Well, yeah, I mean it did become the identity of brand almost. Yeah. Your your newest album, Just Say Yes, is the title, correct? Right. Um, when was that recorded? That came out in 2008, correct? Actually, you know, what's today is I think tomorrow is the one year 
anniversary of the day it came out. And so we're about, uh, you know, I think September 16th, 2008, it came out. And um, and we've done some tours since then, but, but we've kind of been doing a lot of other things in the meantime, and we're just starting to extensively tour again. So I still feel like it's a it's a new album in the sense of touring. Like this is the – we did a tour in June, and we're doing this one, and we have one lined up for a couple weeks after this one ends. And this one doesn't even end until October. And then we have one for all the month of November, too. So I still – even though it's a year old, I still feel like it's got a – you know, we got a lot of touring to do on this album yet. Was that recorded um, in the area, or did you go elsewhere and kind of uh, hide away somewhere in Toronto yeah. or somewhere to record? We recorded um, eight of the songs on the album. We recorded in Phoenix, Arizona, with a producer named Jamie Wolford, who um, we were just a big fan of his work, both his band and his producing, and he's just he was great and fun to work with, and he has a nice studio out there in Tempe, actually, Arizona. And the other four songs we did with a producer we had worked with before in Chicago named Sean O'Keefe, who um, we actually recorded at Smart Studios. We did four of the songs, which is like a kind of legendary studio in Madison, Wisconsin, where bands like Nirvana recorded and uh, Smashing Pumpkins. And just to go to go in there and see, like, the platinum records on the wall was pretty mind-blowing. I know that they downstairs in the basement there, they had uh, the... Um, original recordings like the tapes of Nirvana Nevermind and stuff like that and, and uh and we didn't actually listen to them because we didn't really have time uh but um our producer was talking about how how you know the guy who owns the studio but it's Butch Big Studio actually that's who owns it and he talked he, and our producer was actually interned on Butch Big when he first started and he was talking to us about how he would bring the Nirvana Nevermind like original tapes up and they would listen to the they would listen to the uh, individual tracks of it and stuff, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I was enjoying As a music fan. <laughs> I, I love listening to multi-track recordings and being able to pull different instruments out. That is, it's a neat experience. Yeah, um, for sure. Was, did the album sell decently well? So far, uh, it's, doing really, it's doing really well so far, and I think that uh, touring, touring is only going to help. It was our first uh, release on our own record label, which we did it. You know, we still had good distribution with it, um, and I think it was a good way to start a record label because we kind of have established ourselves over the years. And the three albums previous to that, we put out on a, a label fueled by Ramen, which um, when we came into it was was you know a good label, a good indie label. But then uh, during the course of our, um, we had a three album deal with him during the, that the course of that the album went on to blow off to become this giant. Uh, this giant thing that re- that put out everything from Fall Out Boy and Panic the Disco and Paramore and Gym Class Heroes and all these bands that went on to become huge. So, um, you know, we definitely benefited from that. And then it was kind of, you know, once our contract was up with them, we had we were kind of a crossroads where, you know, there was all these gigantic bands and we had the option of, you know, putting out another album on that that label or something or, or something like that. But we would it'd be where we weren't a priority whatsoever, you know, with, with bands that are selling millions of albums and, you know, as opposed to a band like us who, you know, I, I know that we do well and I don't take anything for granted, but I know that we're not going to, you know, be a priority uh, with you know, when there's bands that big on the label. So we kind of decided to do our own thing um, to be able to start our own label and to have, you know, we we had just as good a distribution with the distribution company we were going through, and also gives us the option of putting out 
music from other people that we like, which is something exciting that we've always wanted to do. And um, we're actually putting out our first thing other than us. It's a, a singer-songwriter from Massachusetts named Justin Oliver, who we've known for years and years. And he's just a really, really talented guy and, and great songwriter. And uh, we've always been pretty passionate about his music, so it's exciting to be able to do something like that as well as put out our own music. So it was time to try something new, take a chance. Yeah, it's, a, it's got a lot more creative control. In this, uh, um, yeah, for sure. Um, as far as, like, you, you guys seem to be touring all over the place from just the, the short period of time I've been following your careers. Um, you draw pretty much equally across the country, or do you find that closer to home you get a little bit more crowd, or are there certain areas of the country that your type of music is stronger right now? Um, I think that, you know, we've been touring for years, so it's, like, pretty uh, encouraging and to see, like, um, we everywhere we go, there, there are people that come out. You know, there's, of course, there are some places that are better than others. I love love playing a hometown show, which we got to do a couple nights ago, which is always awesome. So we didn't have that Pittsburgh, you know, home hometown kind of um, strong fan base. And, I mean, that's what gives you the the ability to, to do everything else because it, it always helps out. But there's a lot of places that we do well. You know, um, Northeast, Northeast and Midwest are really strong for us. And um, we've been fortunate enough to get on some good tours some good full U.S. tours, and but those definitely have have um, toured a lot more through the Northeast and Midwest. Um, but but we've been fortunate to go everywhere. You know, we've done probably at least ten full U.S. tours, and we've done Japan three times, and got to do the U.K. twice. And it's uh, we we but everywhere we go, it's, it's impressive. It's impressive to me, or and I, I feel very fortunate that people do come out and sing along. You know, and and of course, every once in a while, there's a a, a rough show, but that's to be expected, I think. But uh, what has been the biggest crowd that you you remember playing in front of, just to give people um, a reference? I know that we. Oh, let me think. Hmm. Um. And most of like like small clubs or or mid-sized. There, you know, there's shows. been. There's been a few, like as far as like festivals, which I ca- I kind of consider that those a different thing. Like there's festivals where we've played in front of like four or five thousand people and like big outdoor shows. But the biggest club shows that I can remember doing was um, oh, so there there was a few like like we played a sold out show when we were on tour with Real Big Fish. We did a, a sold out show at the Hard Rock in Orlando. And that was like a two thousand people like club show, which was awesome. I remember on a tour. With Jake and Fall Out Boy doing a, a uh, sold out like 2,000 person show at the Electric Factory in Philly. Those are some of the bigger shows that I can remember. We did one of one of our favorite bands, uh, band the Get Up Kids. We did well. They actually they actually got back together, but they were doing a farewell tour, and we got to do all the uh, all the California dates of that tour, which was amazing. And one of the shows that stood out to me was uh, we played. Oh, what, what's that called? Um, oh, such a such an awesome club in San Francisco. Let me see. I have to ask you what the name of that place was because it's like a, hey, what, what's the name of the club in San Francisco? It's really awesome. What? Yeah, what's that club? What is it? Not Slims. Not Slims. Hey, Steve, 
I'm sorry. I, I just got to get the name of this club. What's the name of that club we play in, in San Francisco? It's real awesome. We play with the Get Up Kids. The market. What is it? Fillmore. Yeah, that's right. That's that's the place. I want to remember the name of the place because it was such a cool place to play. It was like, uh, it was such like a, I don't know. You walk in there and see the show posters and everything on the wall. But the people that have played there and just like blows your mind. So that's why I was trying so hard to figure out the name of that place. But yeah, that was like another one of those like thousand people shows in a club that I thought was really awesome. Is, is Punchline a, a full time job for you guys? We. Um, for the most part, yeah, but when uh, when we're at home, if if we're not doing something band-related, we, we'll work, like, you know, here and there, part-time jobs, just to, you know, to try to not be poor. <laughs> but basically, but basically, it's always our priority, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, you have a podcast yourself, Chris. You want to I do. Background on that and tell us how to get to it? Yeah, um... My name is Chris Fafalius, which is spelled Chris, F-A-F-A-L-I-O-S. And uh, you can get to it at chrisfafalius.com. That takes you to it. And also, on iTunes, if you search Chris Fafalius, it comes up. Um, it's called the White Van Podcast, and we do it from our van, usually while we're driving. And, um, and usually it's completely, we don't plan at all. And some of them turn out really good that way. And, and some of them not so good. But uh, I always try to play some music of bands that I think people should hear too, uh, bands that people might not otherwise hear. That's one, one of the big things I try to do with that too. So, um, yeah, I like podcasting. I appreciate a good podcast. I think I think you're doing a good job on your podcast. You guys, nice, you have well-thought-out questions. <laughs> I, I sadly put a lot of time into it. it, it, it it's a a passion of mine. I, I really enjoy music. I always have. Uh, probably a little bit older than you guys, though, but uh, I, I, since I was a little kid, I just loved it. Um, I feel the same way. Can uh, people get in touch with you guys on the web? The whole band. Um, we, uh, of course, we have a MySpace page, which every band in the world does. But you can go, um, and we're we're on like Facebook. Like we try to do our best, keep in touch with everybody through that. I think that website's a little bit better of a website uh, as far as like being user friendly and being able to keep in touch with a lot more people at once. And um, I think Facebook easier to use than MySpace. Yeah, yeah, for sure. MySpace seems to be a little uh, outdated and overrun by ads and fake accounts and stuff. Whereas Facebook, I think, keeps it real a little bit more as far as like knowing. It's funny because of that website. I, I come up to a show and someone will come up to me and I'll talk to them and then I realize I know their first and last name and, and uh, I think it's it's good in that regard. And our website's punchkids.com. Punchline.com was taken and we've had that Punch Kids uh, website as long, so long that when we got it we probably were actually kids. But uh, we've had that website for a long time and that, that'll take you to our website as well. And right now we have a new song uh, that we have available that we're just you know, given out for free. Or if people want to donate three bucks, then they can get five extra like unreleased songs. Um, but but as far as far as the new song, it's it's for free. So if if anyone's interested in downloading it, they could get it at punchkids.com. Your your music sure is on iTunes. I know it's on Amazon. Yeah yeah. It's as far as like yeah, getting our music, it's you know it's as easy as typing punchline in iTunes, and you'll have a bunch of albums will come up. 
And, uh, you know, also you can get pick up our CD at, you know, all the normal stores where you could get CDs, Best Buy, FYE, et cetera. Um, and are you guys writing for a new album yet, or are you just focusing on the here and now and, and doing the tour? We're, we're pretty much always writing for a new album. Uh, we have pretty, we have a stockpile of songs, and, and we're looking forward to having some time to write this new album. We're really going to be hitting it hard after... You know, this tour ends October 6th, and then we go on another tour from November 2nd to November 28th. Um, and after that, you know, in those few weeks in between, we'll probably do, do a lot of writing. But then after that, we're going to hit it hard, too, because we definitely want to try to put out at least a few more songs by Christmas time um, and also be well into getting ready for a new album. Okay, Chris, well, I appreciate you being on the show, and um, I wish you guys the best of luck in the future with the tour, and uh, as you get more hey, stuff Hey, thanks on, a lot. On this. I um, appreciate you having me on your podcast, and um, yeah, if you need anything else from me, let me know. Truth.